Today's reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 to 28. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Lord, as we worship and as we live, give us grace to lean on you. Amen. Did you hear about the promising young student who was thrown out of medical school, seems they were able to read his handwriting. (laughs) Doctors are in the business of healing. So are we, because we are Christians. Jesus performed many miracles of healing, such as the one that we heard about in this morning's scripture that Alan read to us. In the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Luke, Jesus sent his disciples, his followers, into the world specifically to heal the sick. In his first letter to the church in Corinth, St. Paul speaks of healing as one of the vital ministries of the church. Healing, even miraculous healing, is a part of God's plan. Now, that doesn't mean that God heals everyone from every illness. St. Paul also wrote about the lifelong physical infirmity that he suffered. Authorities think it may have been a form of epilepsy. Paul prayed repeatedly to God asking for relief, which he never experienced. Finally, he realized that God had strengthened him through his suffering to be better able to serve others. God's plan for us is just what we need. God's plan for us promises us eternal life, but it's not easy or painless or without suffering and loss. Even death is a part of God's plan. And sometimes, in the face of sickness and death, all that we can do is trust in the ultimate power of God's love. I was Tara's pastor for seven years. She was a remarkable 13-year-old 
a girl with maturity beyond her years, full of wisdom, understanding, and goodness. She, even though she was only 13, was always there to help me out. If I got to church on Sunday morning and I had forgotten to put together a children's message, I would say to Tara, what can I talk about in the children's message today? And she would always come up with a great idea. She was always inviting me to her house for dinner because she knew that I, we lived in my husband's parsonage, so I was the one to commute, and I had nobody to eat with. She would say, how about coming over for pizza on Wednesday night? And I would say, does your mother know that you're inviting me? And she would always say, I'm sure it's okay with my mom. Tara was born with a congenital liver disease. She spent her childhood in and out of hospitals, often close to death. And finally, her parents received that dreaded and prayed for call. A little boy in Texas died, and in the midst of their grief, his family had agreed to have his organs transplanted. So today, this little boy's liver lives in Tara. Tara is a hospital nurse dedicating her life to healing others. Healing is a part of God's plan for salvation, salvation for the whole person, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Over and over again, the scriptures, as they did this morning, speak of the healing of unclean spirits. And these words, unclean spirits, can stand for anything from mental illness to epilepsy, from drug abuse to Down syndrome to AIDS. Today, medical science is paying increasing attention to the relationship between physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Doctors in Italy at the University of Pavia have discovered that patients who recite the rosary had improved heart and lung function. A study at Duke University Medical Center discovered that older adults who were more religious had better cognitive brain function and fewer symptoms of depression than those who were less spiritually oriented. A researcher at Yale University found that people who used their faith to cope with bereavement needed fewer doctor visits than those who didn't. Dr. Janet Quinn of the University of South Carolina reports that a technique called therapeutic touch relieves pain, reduces anxiety, and increases the amount of oxygen in the blood. The church has used therapeutic touch for centuries in the ritual known as the laying on of hands. In 2006, I was in the hospital for 19 days, and you know that's a long time in this day and age, and I had major surgery. But I experienced two very unique blessings which made a difference in my recovery and healing. And I wonder how many of you have had these experiences. 
The first one was a, was a massage therapist who was on the staff of the hospital who came into my room, put on some very peaceful music, and closed the door. She massaged my hands and my feet, for she was used to working with patients who had had surgery, and she knew those were the only places that you could touch on a person's body and they wouldn't be hysterical. What a spiritual experience it was for me. It was like the laying on of hands. The second experience was when a harpist came into my room and played for me. And I love music. Was that a taste of heaven in the midst of my suffering? In this hospital in New Jersey, there was a harp ministry where people had small harps that they would strap onto the front of their bodies and play for the patients who wanted music to help them heal. I really experienced God in those two particular situations. Other research deals with the power of prayer. Prayer can lead to healing. It's been demonstrated that prayer can help to heal heart disease, hypertension, even cancer, even if the patients don't know that someone is praying for them. In God's plan for salvation and healing, doctors and nurses, psychiatrists and counselors can work with pastors and priests, chaplains and ordinary Christians to perform the healing ministry that God intends for human beings in need. In God's plan for healing and salvation, miracles of healing are not freak, inexplicable occurrences, but a regular and normal part of God's order. In God's plan for salvation and healing, human beings discover the relationship between their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state and find a wholeness and harmony of body, mind, and spirit as they deepen their relationship with God. Let's turn back now to the morning scripture. Jesus has begun his ministry on the road to glory. He has gathered together a group of disciples, people who have begun to regard him as a dynamic leader and a wise and holy man. Jesus is in the synagogue. He is in the sanctuary teaching the people. And in the middle of his lesson, a man began to have convulsions. At the time, people assumed that the man had an unclean spirit living within him, a separate evil being that was causing his problems. People also assumed that an unclean spirit would be uncomfortable disturbance by the presence of a holy man like Jesus. Today, we might suspect that the man might be suffering from epilepsy or some similar disease, or we might wonder if he had some kind of mental disorder and whether Jesus' teaching, in fact, was a trigger for his convulsions. We know that there is close connection between physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health and well-being. And we Christians know 
that being right with God, right with Jesus, being in touch with the Holy Spirit, through prayer and meditation, worship and service, can make a big difference in our lives. Remember, a little over a year ago, that terrible tragedy in Las Vegas when over 550 people were shot while attending a concert? Giovanna Calcidias was one of those victims. She was shot in the head with a bullet lodged in her brain. Doctors told her husband, Frank, that she probably wouldn't survive But at best, if she lived, she would be a vegetable. They asked Frank if he wanted his wife to be an organ donor. Frank was a police officer who had just returned from a deployment overseas in the Air National Guard, and he didn't know what to do. So he and his family prayed. Eight weeks later, Giovanna stood up from her wheelchair and read a prepared statement to the press and hospital staff who had gathered, thanking them for their care and their prayers. And then she and her husband left the hospital to go home to their two children. The news reporters that night said it was a miracle. One reporter wrote, by all measures, it is a feat of science, faith, and determination that Giovanna is alive. It's also a tribute to the power of prayer. Dr. Will Mayo, one of the founders of the world-famous Mayo Clinic, wrote about how he had witnessed miraculous healings of his patients. He wrote, we knew they could not live. But I've seen a minister come to the bedside and do something for them that I could not do, although I had done everything in my professional power. Something touched some immortal spark in them, and in defiance of medical knowledge and materialistic common sense, the patient lived. Jesus Christ has a unique plan for the salvation and healing of each one of us. He can heal us from whatever separates us from the wholeness of his love, whether it is suffering and pain of illness and injury, the grief and loneliness of the death of a loved one, our doubt, anxiety, shame, and guilt over future possibilities or past sins, or the frustrations and uncertainties of everyday living. The good news of Jesus Christ can save you. The love of Jesus can heal you. His body and blood shed for you can make you whole. Tomorrow, we celebrate the life and ministry of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who once said, Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. The power of Christian faith is the power to make persons whole again. All you have to do is believe. Accept that power in your own life and use it as you live your life. 
in order to share it with others who need it just as you do. Let us bow for prayer. Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. Forgive my faults. Forgive my frailties. Heal my wounds. Heal my illness. Heal my heart. Love me and make me whole again. Amen.